Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hey, everybody, it's Jeff here once again with the Freedom Nation podcast, and I am super excited today uh, to interview a a new friend of mine that was introduced to us by or introduced to me by a friend of a friend um, and is just everything that I want to tell you about Freedom Day. (laughs) Uh, Roger Williams is uh, the head crosser author of his bucket list. Um, a new author um, who shared his story, and I just finished reading his book, and it is just absolutely fantastic uh, learning you know, his story of how he got to where he is. So, Roger, welcome to the show, buddy. Jeff, thank you so much. I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversations uh, up until now, and so I'm just hoping that we can uh, recreate some of that vibe for your uh, audience. Absolutely. Well, that was that was the other day. So her, he and I met the other day, and we started talking, and uh, we realized, oh, crap, we just talked for an hour, and we should have been recording all this. So I, I knew it was fun, and I wanted to read the book first before I interviewed him again. But uh, So, Roger, let's start off. How in the heck did you get to be the head crosser offer of your bucket list? Yeah, it's a it's a self proclaimed title. Uh, I gave hey. it to my I gave it to myself, um, and you know, sitting in quarantine for several years and for several months up until the time uh, December twenty twenty came along. Yep. You know, we all had a lot of time to be thinking about what our lives were and what we wanted to be known for and what legacy was and all those kind of things where we found our self-worth. And then in December of 2020, I had a heart attack on top of all that in the middle of the pandemic and um, just came out of that and really started, you know, more intently um, saying, okay, where do I find my Mm self-worth? And for so long in my life, it had been what I did and who I did it for to sell my labor. Yeah. And, and so I, although I've worked in youth development field and teaching for 30 plus years mm-hmm. where everyone, you know, you meet and they say, what do you do? And I tell them and they say, oh, that must be so rewarding. Well, mm-hmm. sure. Works, re- work should be rewarding, <laughs> right? Uh, it should, should have some value to you, but you know, and a lot of times it was hard, hard work, hard work. Yeah you know, watching kids open up, you know, rejection letters from college. It's hard mm-hmm. work getting the phone call that says, or the text saying, hey, I got pregnant. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's a, you know, there's a ton of stuff that that's like, this This is hard and you take it yeah. with you throughout your day. And although I love doing that work, I, I decided that, you know, I have 168 hours in a week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I've sold 40 or 50 of them to someone and I have, you know, slept 40 or 50, I still have a good 60 to 80 hours left in the week of how I should be known. And for a long time, what am I using it for? Yeah, right. Yeah. Intentionally, like looking at that time and saying, you know, I have all this time that I could be, you know, building my own um, identity. 
Mm. And so uh, after having those conversations in my head one day, I just said, I'm going to go change my job title on socials. So I went to all my social media accounts and just changed my, you know, changed my title of work to I crossed it off of my bucket list. And, and, uh, and that I worked, uh, that I worked at my bucket list. My bucket list was the company I worked for. That's and awesome. so it was, you know, it was, it was fun and it was a little joke for mm. me. Yeah, thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to intentionally. If anybody asks me this question again, I'm going to. If they say, "What do you do?" I'm going to. I'm not going to answer my work. I'm going to say, mm-hmm. "I cross things off my bucket list." Uh, to me, that's a much more interesting, longer conversation to have with folks mm-hmm. than someone sitting there saying, "I work at a paper mill and I sell paper and I, you know, and it, you know." <laughs> well, and, but I mean, yeah, I'm a youth counselor. Okay, but yeah, you you do rewarding work, but it's still you're selling your time for money and you're not yeah. doing necessarily what you want to do. So let's talk about that, you know, the, the whole bucket list thing. What was the impetus for it? What uh, what made you go, I want to create a bucket list? Yeah, I, I think it, a lot of it had to do with the movie that came out yeah. in 1980s or 20, 2007, yeah. 20, 2007 excuse yeah. me. Yeah, for me, it's all about the movie that came out in 2007 called okay. The Bucket List. And, you know, at the time I was in my early 30s mm-hmm. and, you know, the reality is, is that, that that phrasing hadn't been in the lexicon of the English language until that point. You know, the, the term kick the bucket had been, but assigning, creating a list of things you want to do before you die really wasn't around. Um, yeah. You know, people may have been doing it, but there wasn't any like set thing that this is what it was. And when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, this is great. But it's a it's a plot device, right? It's a plot yeah. device for the movie for these two guys who have nothing in common, to all who are dying to get together and go out and do these crazy adventures. And so, to me, the, it didn't stick. I, I, you know, I said, "Oh, okay, there's some. I know there's some things that I'd like to do, but it, but it's not necessarily. I'm going to create an actual list. Yeah, I got I've got lots of time, right? Thirties. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this whenever it's no big deal. Yeah, yeah. That's what old people do. That's right. Exactly. Because that's what they told me in the movie. Yep. You know, this is something you do before you die. And so I put it off and put it off. And, and there were some things that came, came along that I said, Oh, I want to do that. But the list was always just in my head. Yep. And so for me, I, it wasn't really real mm-hmm. until after the heart attack and I'd had those, those things in my head saying, okay, I need to write these things down. Mm-hmm. They need, they need to be actionable and I need to be able to, to tell them to people and I need to be able to say, I'm going to go do this. Mm-hmm. And so the first major one for me was to go do the Camino de Santiago, which is a 790 kilometer trek across Northern Spain. Uh, it takes about 32, 35 days, depending on how you do it. And you stay in, you know, you, you walk 15, 20 miles a day, you stay in hostels. And um, it's, it's not like the AT or the Pacific Trail where, where you are out in the woods for three days, like, you know, yeah. it's nothing like that. Yeah. You're, Everything is basically one hostel to another. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> one, one bar, which is yeah, well, that basically, too. <laughs> basically a restaurant to them, but a bar, yeah. you know, from one bar to another buying Spanish omelets for <laughs> breakfast and second breakfast and sometimes for dinner. And, you know, well, you're um, going to be walking 15 miles. You'll burn it <laughs> off anyhow. Yes. Oh, I lost, I lost plenty of weight <laughs> that month. Um, but it was something that I, I you know, literally in my brain had in my bucket list for about 10 or 11 years wow and so so but it wasn't written down until mm-hmm. 2021 yeah. and so i said this is it i and i needed to do something big 
okay. I needed to do uh, because I'm a lifelong habitual procrastinator. And so for me, you know, I had to go and say, I'm going to do, I'm going to do something big, hairy, audacious goal that, that I can say, I can do this. So when yeah. the little stuff comes up, I can, you know, those are easy and to get some of that fear out of, you yeah. know, because taking a month off from work and doing all that, you know, that's a, it's a big commitment. So, yeah. so for me, it was like, I got to do something big. So the people know I'm serious. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm an Aquarius and I got ideas all the time. So, you know, people. It's, it's just people, that implementation thing. That yeah. yeah. Implementation. yeah. For an Aquarius. Yeah. yeah. So, so I've, I've, you know, I've had 52 years of experience and yeah. my friends and family going, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know? got <laughs> so, that. yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. You're going to go walk 700 yeah. kilometers. Yeah. 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 Whatever. So, so I had to do. Tell me how you prepared for that. I mean, that, because that's. It's not something you just go, hmm, I'm going to do this cold and just start going. Yeah. The Camino, I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, the Camino is really simple uh, Mm -hmm. to do. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, it doesn't take a ton of apps on your phone. It doesn't Mm -hmm. take maps. You know, it's very well laid out. I think somewhere I read like 75% of it is on asphalt, you know, so, so it's not like you're, you know, backcountry packing and, and yeah, Appalachian Trail. Right. Yeah. And you can miss it, you can miss a marker, right? Yeah. Pretty much there's yellow markers painted everywhere and the pointing in the direction you go and you just follow the yellow arrows. And then there are some there are some uh schedules that people have created say, hey, if you want to do it in 32 days, here are the cities to stop at, here's the distances in between, all that kind of stuff. You can find all those resources online. For me, it was more about you know, having had a heart attack, like the first thing I asked the doctor after he came in from the, from putting a stent in my heart, so, you know, and he explained everything to me and I'm like, can I still go to Spain? In August? Mm. And, yeah. he, and he was like, well, yeah, if you, you know, build up your cardio and keep taking mm. your pills, you'll be fine. So yeah. um, I was up to about nine miles a day before I okay. left yeah. uh, is, is where I was anywhere from six to nine miles. And a lot of it, I think you can't, your body can't prepare for that. I mean, you yeah. could if you wanted, but but the reality is you just got to kind of do it and your body gets accustomed to it. I got hurt second day in uh, on a knee injury, tweaked my knee. So that, you know, I get the, the, when I got in the Pamplona a day later, I bought a brace and I put it on and you just keep on going. Wore that, um, wore that puppy out over the next uh, 33 days. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, or I think I left it someplace around the 26th day okay. or something. Like, oh, no. Not working anymore. Yeah. But, it, you know, for me, it's, I think if I was to coach somebody through that, it's really about, the mental preparedness of you're going to be walking 15, 20 miles a day. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, for me, those first couple of days was I was still an American. Yeah. I wasn't a pilgrim yet. Like they call people that walk the the Camino pilgrims. I hadn't, I hadn't shed my Americanisms yet. And so I was, I was huffing it and huffing it to get to the next city because I didn't want, you know, I wanted, like it was a race but like i just didn't want to miss anything right because you get into town at the end of the day and people hang out and you shower you wash your clothes and you you hang out and drink and eat and you know it's just a great time to get to meet people and have a good time so i just didn't want to miss any of that so i was pushing myself harder at a harder pace than i probably should especially Mm -hmm. going over the the spanish pyrenees mountains probably right out of the gate first yeah Yeah. Yeah. so 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 i think that's more especially people from you know this side of the world that it's like okay 
it's going to take when it takes. You're going to get there when you're going to get there and you're going to get to experience whatever that is. Yeah. Right. I mean, the, there never was a day once I started going at my own pace that, that I didn't have a good time at the end of the day and hang out yeah. with people and have great conversations and great food. Hell, they stay up until freaking the middle of the night anyhow. So it doesn't really. Yeah. yeah well, pilgrims, pilgrims uh, during COVID, but usually anyways, they, they lock the, the hostels at 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was something it was not prepared for. Um, so, uh, but if you're out with like 10 or 12 people and you all come back to the same hostel at night, they, they kind of will let you in. They're not going to yeah. put out 12, 14 people all at the same time. We kind of learned that lesson. So. so, so what are some other big kind of bucket list items that you, you know, cause you took a, as you call it in the book, an adult gap year. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other things, you know, beyond the, the Camino that you did that you've checked off? Yeah, I think that you say big things. And and so I, you know, so I would say I checked off getting knuckle tattoos. And mm-hmm. for that's a big thing for me for a lot of yeah. reasons. One, because you can't hide them unless you're wearing gloves. Yeah. But the reality is, is that, that that's a, you know, putting tattoos anywhere that are constantly visible, neck, face, <laughs> knuckles. Yeah. It's a big decision. I've been tattooing for a long time and I have mm-hmm. a lot of them, but yeah. but that was, that was big for me. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a big ordeal. I mean, I called the called the shop the day I had, you know, said, and hey, and got, got it got done. Yeah, it was 45 but, but minutes. It, but yeah, what I mean by big is what are those big things that are like, this is this is something that I've thought about forever and yeah. done it. Um, yeah. I did that and I uh I I traveled Europe and went back to Europe for three months. Um I in that process went also went to Costa Rica, crashed yeah. a wedding. Um, well, which was we'll share huge... that story in a second. <laughs> okay. I, I thought that was, I, I really want to, what I want to get to is what I think the biggest thing I got out of your book was that you had an underlying, I guess, design to what you were doing. You, that a bucket list has to be more than just a list of things. There really needs to be some kind of underlying thing. So share that with sure. us. And... I, I think that's, that's a very interesting. It was a take that I'd never heard before. Yeah. So, you know, we don't do a whole lot in this world, whether you're in business or you're a church or whether, you know, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. whatever institution you're in, they've got a mission statement. Yeah. Everybody's got a mission statement. Everybody's got a vision statement. Right. So, so why not have that for your bucket list to provide the same benefits that it does to those corporations and those institutions, yeah. right? Is, is What is your intention is what I call it for the book is setting an intention of saying, why am I doing this? What's, what's the purpose? Now, not everything on my list meets that intention and I'll share that in a second yeah. and that's okay. But the driving force behind what I do and what I'm trying to do with crossing items off my list is I want to be intent. I want to be intentful. I want to create relationships or continue relationships. Mm-hmm. So, so, so most of the things on my list are very, what I would say are communal. Yeah. They're done with either large groups of people or small groups of people, or I know that I'm intentionally going there to meet people oh. or just like, even in the case of the tattoos, like, you know, I didn't know the artist before I went and we're friends now. Yeah. So, so it, it's, it was communal from that standpoint. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think it probably had even more meaning to you. If that was, if that was your intention, it had more meaning coming out of, you know, two years of lockdown and mm-hmm. not having that community and that communal spirit 
that uh, that you you crave. I know right. from knowing you that's that's something that that's what drives you. Yes, definitely. That I mean, everything I've ever done in my life that probably yeah. So one of the I I, I wanted to come back to this because mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's really a good it's a good story of so you you didn't just go walk the Camino and then that was it. Mm-hmm. You built some really amazing, cool relationships along the way, and then went and went to see those folks. Yeah. So, yeah, I knew that the Camino was communal. It was one of the reasons I wanted to do it. Lots of people do it for spiritual reasons. People do it for religious reasons. There's there's tons of reasons to do the Camino. For me, it was to create community, mm-hmm. and I knew that was going to be with people I didn't know. And so uh, one of the things that happened to me was when I came home from the trip, went back into the office and a friend of mine who I'd known for four and a half years said, how was your trip? And I said, well, I'll show you. And I had made this reel 30 seconds for Instagram that was just selfies of, yeah. of everyone I had met or most of the people that I had met along the way. And when she got done watching it, she said, I've never seen you that happy, <laughs> which, which, you know, the beginning of, you know, right after she said that, I was like, oh, that's great. I'm glad that she saw that. I'm glad that that's came out and and you could see that I was definitely excited and ready for, for what I and was doing what I intended to do mm-hmm. when I set out on the trip. But then it started, I started thinking, man, you've known me for four and a half years and you've never seen me that happy. But that something's got to change. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something's got to change. So I was happy and sad at the same time. Yeah. And so when I, when I took the gap year, I knew that I was going to, one of the things I wanted to do was continue those relationships from the Camino. Yeah. There was a couple that I met for that was engaged walking the Camino together about, I spent about 10 days walking with them towards the end. And uh, they were engaged and they were talking all about one day at lunch with a whole bunch of us. They were talking about how their wedding was going to be in Costa Rica and it was going to be a small destination wedding. And the, there's only about 50 people coming and, and, and their whole, I have a podcast, people need to go listen to the episode because it's just amazing what they did alone because it, they really were building community for a whole week before the wedding down there in Costa Rica and just really super cool people. Um, and so we were joking at this lunch. I started joking. Oh, we're all going to crash it. You got a small wedding. We're all going to crash it. Everybody else is like, yeah, we're going to crash it. And then the, the couple was like, that would be so funny if you guys all crashed this wedding. And so they sped up ahead of me. I started to slow down. It took kind of like a half day. And um, they went ahead. So they finished a, a couple of days before me on the Camino. And that night, the whole group I had been with, all those people that were at that lunch, had you know went out had a party that night to celebrate this accomplishment and i guess during the party the bride drunkenly invited everyone to come to the wedding <laughs> i however was not there did not receive this verbal invitation so a month later after we all get home from the camino i'm whatsapping everybody saying hey we're going to crash this wedding or not i want to start planning it's in february and everyone's like um yeah so they invited everybody <laughs> and i said oh it's on now I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna crash this thing you know if i didn't get it you know so it was uh it was super fun uh it was a great experience we it was uh i was headed off for three months to go to to europe 
So I made them think that I wasn't going to be available. So I never got an invitation on purpose. I did that yeah. on purpose. And yeah. then, um, and so I, I was going to be away from my partner for three months. So she and I went down to Costa Rica together for a week and mm-hmm. we knew the, the, wedding was going to be on Saturday. And so we, um, we scouted the location to see how bad security was and what we needed to do to get into this wedding. And it was not easy. I made friends with a, with a lot of uh, valets that week to try because this place that they got married was super fancy and super guarded. And, you know, so, uh, and then we had dinner with all of our other friends that knew we were there from the Camino. So about seven or eight of us, you know, all together and had dinner. I made a, a traditional Costa Rican meal for everybody. Nice. And then the next night we, we went over to the facility where they had gotten married. We specifically timed it so that we would ri- arrive after the service, after the, the, the meal, it's a small wedding. Somebody shows yeah. up on un- uninvited, you're going to be noticed. So we didn't want to take anything away from their day. And so we, we showed up right at eight 30, right when the party started and the bride just screamed in the top of her lungs in excitement and hugged me. And the groom was just like flabbergasted, like, what is going on? And it was just a lot of fun. It was just super fun. And, and awesome. You know, we got to miss out on some of the community building yeah. that they were doing throughout the week. But then my, my partner and I got to spend, you know, remember. Yeah, you, and you were going to be apart for three months anyhow. So you right. needed that time together and yeah. checked off a few things on your list down there, I'm sure. So. I know, I know the cooking of the, the traditional Costa Rican meal was on your yeah, list. That's yeah. Awesome. So it was, so it, it's a definite example. And thank you for yeah. bringing it up of, of that. I wanted to be intentional about community. Yeah. And so that was the perfect opportunity. It was, it's, it, it was more about just being with those people than it was yeah. crashing the wedding. You know, I, I could have easily called them up three months ahead and said, Hey, everybody got invitations. Can yeah. I have one? just yeah. made it a little bit more fun well, you know, it, yeah I, I got, it was a, it was a great surprise for them because they sure. weren't expecting you to be there so. no 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 they, they were not there's that's an there's, awesome wedding gift yeah yeah oh they said that they said it was yeah. one of the best gifts they got all week and you know you can't ask for anything more than that they're, they're great people and it's it was just fun to be around them but that's really you know and even the the uh 11 weeks i was gone after that when i was in europe i made decisions uh, on how my itinerary looked based on being able to see people yeah. uh, that I had met on the Camino. So it was very intentional of that. I wanted to go back and spend a couple of weeks in Pamplona, Spain, because I have friends in Burgos and I have friends in Pamplona and, you know, yeah. and I have friends that were willing to drive up from um, Madrid to come see yeah. me. And so it was, you know, I saw like five or six friends in those two weeks from the Camino. And then the, where I stayed in Italy was yeah. making sure that I would be close to people that, and so I could see them. And yeah. they weren't locations that were typical <laughs> vacation spots. Sure. In, in yeah, Italy. these are where the real people live. And, yeah. right. But it's but that was so much more important to me. Yeah. Right. I spent I spent a day in Rome, um, probably walked about 10 miles, took took selfies in front of all the, the old stuff. And mm-hmm. that was plenty for me. I wanted yeah. to get to my friends yeah. and that was way more important. I took a side trip to Israel just to see one person for two days. Um, and it's, you know, you were um, over there anyhow. Might that's well. right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, I can, you know, it's a $350 ticket, you know, it's yeah. from Rome. It's no big deal. I, you yeah. know, I'll go, I'll go say ate. And, and it was a blast. I, you know, I'd never wow. been to Israel. I got to see the old, you know, I got to see Jerusalem and the old, yeah. the old 
portions but of that city. Also, spend time with a local who can really show you around. Oh my gosh, he he took me to this butcher who does lunch, and it was just this plate of meat. And I'm and I'm like, what's all what's all on here? He goes, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. it. <laughs> just, just, I'm like, all right, man. And it was amazing. I'm gonna trust you on this. <laughs> oh, definitely. But yeah. I was like, this is this is some good stuff. I don't care. I don't I don't want to know. Yeah, <laughs> it that takes too good. Awesome. I don't want to know. That is so awesome. So uh, the book just came out. Uh, so talk a little bit about what you're doing now. So you, you've kind of finished the adult gap year, mm. book came out. What, what other things are you doing now uh, to really kind of continue that? Yeah, uh, uh, it's been an interesting year from the standpoint. I, and I've, I started a podcast right when I started my gap year. And it's, it. it's called Crossing It Off Podcast. And it's all, uh, every week I interview one person about one thing that they've crossed off their bucket list. Nice. Um, and there's the, the variety is just amazing. It's just amazing from, from somebody wanting to reconnect with their estranged daughter to somebody crossing off that they played in the NFL, right? Nice. It, it, it goes the gambit. And um, that's been a lot of fun, but to promote that, that podcast i've been doing other people's podcasts and Mm -hmm. having these similar conversations i think i've done over 30 this year uh, of of interviewing with folks and that really kind of helped guide this philosophy of of what's in the book Mm -hmm. and it's also helped me kind of hone the podcast so that it can be more effective for folks to listen to Mm -hmm. and i've I'm in the process of creating online courses um, based on the book so that people can, you know, depending on where they are, the book does a, a really good overview. Yeah. Um, no matter where you are in your bucket list lifestyle journey, you know, whether you're just starting out or you're in the thick of things, there are different pieces that will fit where you're at. Mm-hmm. So I want to create courses that people can say, okay, I'm just starting out. I'm going to take this course. And if they, yeah could progress on so much i mean you know i i I read your story about the camino and i mean you did a massive amount of study (laughs) about you know all the all the elements of it and everything else before you went and i don't think people realize that you know and yeah you and i were talking and we we have a love of trains together and i'm like all right, damn it. Now you made me step up my game here, buddy. So I'm gonna, I'm, I got a big one that I'm going to be announcing yeah. this next year that uh, that kind of combines a bunch of different things I want in my you life. Better, you better vlog every day. You better. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Well, just and then, then my wife tells me, oh, hell, I'm not going to be in a car with you for, for three or four days. So I'm like, crap. So the beginning of the trip, I'm going to be on my own, I think, at that That's point. Good. So. Sorry, right. that's good. It's yeah, pretty cool. I can find the biggest, the world's largest ball of twine somewhere and take a selfie in front of it. But so, so it's so it's been interesting to me that like it's become a system. I hate. I don't, I'm I'm a I'm a rebel. I'm yeah. I'm an outlier with yeah. almost everything I try to do. Yeah. But in but in this past year, this gap year, this system of you know yeah. that you need to have a bucket list. What's your bucket list mindset? Yeah how do you, you know, what's your bucket list creation plan of actually mm-hmm. having a list and then management, bucket list management. How do you cross, you know, how do you yeah. choose how to cross things off? And so I never intended that to happen, but it's just, you know, through all these conversations with folks like you, as well as just people I've met in my travels talking about it and the people mm-hmm. that are close to me, the system just appeared. So, yeah, so there, I, there, there has to be a way. I mean, cause you know, I told you, I, I, 
didn't even think about doing a bucket list until about two months ago. And that became an integral part of Freedom Day. Sure. You know, because I, I honestly believe that whole freedom of intention thing that you talk about mm -hmm. is probably the most important part. I mean, financial freedom is great and fine and all that. Time freedom is fine and great and all that. But I think that freedom of intention, of being intentional about what you do, whatever it is, yeah. you know, exactly. whether it's, I've never taken a risk in my life and I need to do things that force me to take a risk or it's, hey, I want this communal feeling and, and bring community together. Whatever that intention is, whatever you're not doing in your life currently, I think is just so important. And if you do those things, the other stuff is going to kind of fall in line. Yeah. And and I think part of the reason I think I, I set up the, the mindset of setting an intention for your bucket list yeah. at the beginning was to help people be able use that as a guide, right? Yeah. We talked about a mission statement before mission statement for a corporation or, you know, an institution should guide it's how it operates. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I wanted to do is get people thinking about this idea of let's set an attention, an intention for your list yep. and let that guide you on the things that you put on it. Because mm -hmm. so many people I think have this misperception that a bucket list is just all these grand adventures that you get to yeah. do and that's included in it. But why do you want to go to Machu Picchu? Yeah. Right? Why do you want to go to the Great Barrier Reef? Is it just because everybody else is doing it? Then you're just mm -hmm. keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. And that's not, I don't think that should be the intention of what your bucket list. Yeah. It could be, I guess, if that's where you're at, yeah. that's fine. But, but just uh, checking things off for the fact of checking them off. Right. Because, well, everybody else has been to Machu Picchu and I want to go there. Well, who the hell? Yeah. What What's the purpose? Yeah. Right. What's, what's that underlying purpose? Why do you want to go? What is it that drives right. you? Um, and we were we were joking about this before we got on the air. I was like, now you made me want to do the damn Camino de Santiago. Um, but I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the Camino or if it is the Camino of my life. You know, yeah. I, I, there, there's something that is, you know, that really big. Right. Exactly. Hag thing, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And and I think that another thing that, you know, for me, like if I went back and read the book, like I know the one thing that, that I was excited to write about uh -huh. was the fact that your bucket list should be a living document. Yeah. And so often in my experience in the workforce was that if you put anything in an email, people freaked out, like, well, we're not going to do that. I'm like, it's, it's, it's a rough draft. It's an initial yeah. idea. Yeah, I'm just, it's know. an idea. I'm throwing this out there. Yeah. <laughs> just spitballing here. It's not, it's, <laughs> it, it's not, I didn't write it in stone didn't carve anything, <laughs> you know, but people just like this, this like, oh my gosh, it's in writing and it can't yeah. do anything. And I really think that's a, that's a misnomer for a bucket list. You should be able yeah. to put things on and take things off. And you grow as a person, you grow mm. older physically. Yeah. There's lots of things that you're going to go through in life that will change either yeah. your intention or things for the list as a whole, your intention might change. Well, or it's funny too. And I've noticed, you know, cause when I, when I was doing my original bucket list, I, I did a hundred things on the mm. bucket list. And I, now I go back and I'll find something else and I'm like, oh shit, let me go back and get rid of something that's just lame <laughs> off the list. If, it, if it's a task list item, it's off of there. Done. You know, Judge, I, got, I, you I have got room for a hundred and we're going to focus on a hundred that really makes a difference. I don't, I don't know if I have any authority in your life, but I yeah. will allow you to have more than a hundred things on your list. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so 
my pea brain can only handle 100 at a time. Buddy. And that's fine, too. And we're we're going to work too. through that list and yep. we make some room in there. But yeah, there you go. That's, that's, that's uh, one way to do yeah. it. For sure. Like I said, I mean, it's just for me, that was the freeing thing. That was the final freedom of my life uh, is, is giving myself the permission to, to be intentional about what I do. Yeah. And I and I think that you can put things on your list and come back and say, oh, I'm too old or, yeah. or that doesn't fit my intention as well as I thought it did. Yeah. And it's okay to cross it off. having not done it. Like it, yeah. it's like people are like, Oh my gosh, that means if I cross it off, I've done it. It's like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Don't take this all. <laughs> don't take this all so literally. Yeah. You know? Nobody's going nobody's to yeah. check your math. Yeah. Yeah. I am not the bucket list police. Yep. You know, I mean, it's just, it's whatever you put on your list, you put on your list. So have the, the freedom yeah. to be able to have a list that is, a living document. Yeah. Well, like, like we talked, my first one on the list, I didn't do anything to facilitate that whole thing. It just happened. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yep. But I'm taking credit for it. Damn it. There you I go. wrote it down that afternoon yep. and it happened and I didn't know it was going to happen. So there you go. I, Hey, if the universe <laughs> provides, the universe <laughs> provides. That's one of the great things that I found about living this lifestyle Yeah, is that I take I take what the universe gives me. Yeah, that might sound a little woo woo or, or woke or whatever you want. Yeah, you know, whatever. I, I mean, I, I so I, I'm the same way. I mm-hmm. you know I I'm not big into the woo woo stuff, but something has happened to me this year that I kind of put it out there to the universe, and the mm-hmm. universe keeps going. Now let me throw something in your path. Yeah. Or if I think I'm going down the wrong path, something gets thrown in there, and whoops, okay, we'll get right on the right back on the path. Yeah, uh, one of my. One of my favorite stories from from my three month stay in Europe was that my father passed um, while I was gone, and um, I was on Zoom talking to my partner and making arrangements. And, so, yeah. and I said, "Hey, you got to bring my suit, mm. my suit jacket." She goes, "That's a that's like a dinner jacket. It's like sparkly. It's like Elvis would wear it or something. You, you don't want to wear that to your dad's funeral." Yeah, I'm like, "Well, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm leaving in." four days or five days to come back find a suit jacket you know yeah i'm not gonna find it she goes i don't know what you need to do something and she was right of course she was she was right but i opened up the google machine and typed in suits and triste italy and found the one that was kind of off the beaten path and walked in and this this nice woman with broken english you know younger lady you know introduced herself and said hey what are you looking for and i said oh i need a suit when she said, when you need it by, I'm like Wednesday, which was four days away. She goes, Oh no. She goes, I don't know. My fiance is going to be here real soon and he might be able to help you, but that's, that's cutting it close. And uh, Fabrizio rolled up in front of the shop 10 minutes later on his Vespa and walked in and said, okay. He looked me over and said, okay, I think I have something. Pulls a suit off the rack and puts it on me minor adjustments like you know taking in someone in the back to make it a little tighter taking up he goes well i'm gonna take the the pants in because that's you know european style i'm like man i'm buying a european suit you know we're gonna do it however we do it whatever it is you think that looks like that's fine by me (laughs) and i'm sitting there looking at myself you know in the suit i'm like man i look really good this is gonna cost me a lot of money (laughs) yeah and then i said you know f it I'm not, you yeah. know, I'm, uh, there's, it's my dad's funeral. Yeah. Who Life is too short. Yeah. Who yeah. I love and cherish. I'm like, whatever it is, I'll pay it. And I, you yeah. know, and I went back and told my partner about it. She goes, well, how bad? And I said, well, better than men's warehouse, 
you know, more than men's warehouse, but, but better than Armani, you know, it was, you know, and it wasn't too, overall, it really wasn't that bad. And he was so kind, so yes. good. He was an artist. He looked literally an artist. Like he had his wow. paintings up in the shop and literally an artist. And the suit's just amazing. And I've gotten a chance to wear it to a wedding as well as my dad's funeral. And it just, you know, it's just super special to me, but like, yeah. I never would have I never would have been, never would have a handmade Italian suit had I not left the from, universe from just, some obscure town yeah. in, in Italy. Yes, yeah, <laughs> from some obscure tailor. You know, I mean, it's just like I, you know, I would never have done that had I not embraced this thing of saying, okay, I'm going to be intentional about living out my life. And I went and had beers with Fabrizio after I came back That's from awesome. my dad's funeral and hung out with him. So it was communal in some ways. And yeah. I get, I promote him on Instagram all the time going, oh my gosh, you guys got to see this. You know, if you're ever interested, this is the guy to go to. This is the guy to go to. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm much more open to what the universe provides. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, the, but that's such a wonderful story. And yeah, that, yeah. that was a great way to top it all. All right, so let's talk about the fast five questions now. Great. All right, you wake up in the morning, business and everything's totally gone. You have 500 bucks in your pocket, laptop, computer, place to live. What do you do first? I I, I rebuild the podcast. Okay. <laughs> that's honestly, that's what I would do. I'd rebuild the podcast. It's, I, I get, I personally get so much out of it. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how it works for you, but like uh, I'll do interviews and then I won't edit them for until the right before the week before they come out. And so I'll yeah. have done interviews two months ago. And then all of a sudden, and I'm sitting there thinking, I know what the topic is. I know, I, I remember the person. I'm not sure this was very good. And then I re-listened to it while I'm editing. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such an amazing story. Well, how did I ever yeah. forget this? So I get so much out of it. And, you know, for me, one of the things about the podcast is that I, you may not have an estranged child that you need to reconnect with. That may not be on your bucket list, yeah. but listening to that person's story and process of how they did it mm-hmm. is just so important and amazing. And there's always also things that you're, that you never knew of maybe that now all of a sudden can go on your list if you find yeah. the same intention and, and desire to do them. So, so I'm, that's my hope is just that people to tell good stories, help well, people. That's, tell that's been the fun part of this year too, is, you know, we because we do these as a as an audio podcast, but I record the videos and it's been so much fun because I'm including some of these stories in the Freedom Day book. And it's awesome. been so much fun going back and reliving these conversations like oh, yeah. and, you know, I mean, the lady before you, I was like, I have to put your story in the book now <laughs> because awesome. she's just she's just amazing. And she, yeah. you know, she's a 30 year overnight success. Yeah. You know? It yeah. fought for 18 years, not making very much money and then figured it out and boom, you know, and, but and I, and I think that's a lot of where my attitude is as well. Yeah. Right. I, I, I know I'm on the right trajectory. I know I have something and, yep. and I know it can help people. And yep. so however long it takes for that to grow into something that, mm-hmm. that, you know, gives, provides me full-time income, I'll do it. So I would, I'd immediately start the podcast back. <laughs> Just like, awesome. We're on, we're keeping yeah. going. What's the biggest business mistake you've ever made? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> in the past year, oh, I I think it was paying to be on somebody else's podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that that you know, that was $225. I'm never getting back. You're and, never gonna get back, yeah. And got literally nothing for. Um, yeah. so that was like a that was a major. 
that was a major lesson for me. That, I, that, I fell for that trick once too, so don't yeah. feel so bad. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, it's a model, and if you yep. want to use it, that's fine. Unfortunately, a lot of the people that use that model like flood their their listening base with stuff. Yeah. So you, you get lost in somebody likes that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you look for the episode and it's 20 deep five days yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, we're just so trying to get like, things done as quickly yeah. as we can. And yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if, you know, I, I got contacted by one podcast um, and I wasn't even sure it was like really a fit for me mm-hmm. because it's very specific. And I did theirs. It was like 15, 20 minutes long. And mm-hmm. she mailed me like three days later and was like yeah the episode has been downloaded 58,000 times I heard a huge <laughs> bump you know and I didn't do anything for that that just yeah. kind of fall into my lap so so paying for that I realized two things one I'm never going to do that again and two as I look for podcasts to be on I like research them I'm not, yeah. and I use listennotes.com and say what's the you know what what is you know, what is the where they have fallen the percentage of mm. listeners and yeah. and how long have they been? How many, you know, I, I did a couple people's uh, podcasts that I think I was their second or third guest. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's the whole point of this one was to be honest is that it's, you're using somebody else's audience. Like yeah. I want to share with your audience yeah. what it is and that I do and, and how they can engage with me and you're, you know, going to be on my show and do this, you know, do the same thing. And, and we, you know, and ours complement each other because it's, oh, we yeah. talk about some of the very same things. So, well, I'm just, I'm just excited to hear about you driving a Lamborghini. That's why I want you to come on. Yeah, baby. <laughs> that's uh, that's going to be uh, October here coming up. So yeah. I'm really excited. I got, I already have the, the things checked in. So, or I already got it purchased. I'm just waiting for the day now. So we got to, we got to get past F1 here and in, in yeah. because F1 comes in and it's a disaster area over oh, there. Oh, I'm so. sure. Then, they, then they'll start picking up after that. So I've got the first one after F1 leaves town. Awesome. So cool. Um, all right. So what is a good book that you would recommend for our audience? <laughs> I, I, I'm a history teacher okay. <laughs> before I started doing this. Mm-hmm. I love history. And um, it may not necessarily pertain to what we're doing here, but Howard Zinn's history of the, history of the United States you know, the people's history of the United States is probably, I think, one of the most important books that any American especially should read and understand that there's multiple points of view of history, not just views of history, but actual experiences of history, right? That there's, you know, so often we do have to be honest and say history was written by the victors. And this really shows the opposite side of that. And I think that's an important thing for anyone to have um, mm-hmm. a, a true understanding of this country is to is to be able to say other people experience that same thing a little bit differently yeah. and so we need to we need that especially in this country right now we we've mm-hmm. got it we got to have that awesome what's a good tool that you use every day in your business and everything uh, that you'd recommend yeah i highly recommend calendly okay um, yep. yeah calendly.com uh, i it, it's very easy for me to to set up my calendar and for mm-hmm. it to sync with my Google, and so that people can make appointments when we, with me when it's the best for them. And when yeah. um, I'll I'll go in streaks while where I'll interview twenty people at a time, <laughs> you know, twenty mm-hmm. people in a couple of weeks, and so it just really makes it easy for me to keep track of that, for them to keep track of that, and you know then it gets synced to my um, 
mentoring calendar so that I, you know, know when I can take appointments for that and, and all that. So I, it's, it's one of the tools where I don't think, you know, I'm, I'm a procrastinator. So if we sat here and said, Hey, let's, you know, set up a meeting. It might take me a week before that meeting. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so much easier for me to just send a link. And say, send a link. A, yeah. Take a time. Take a time. Yeah. Uh, well, I used to have an executive assistant that did just that all the uh, time. And I mean, poor Cindy. I mean, it, it, I, the problem is I she would always go in and like, Hey, okay. You know, here's the four or five days, Jeff, or the times Jeff can meet. And then she'd have my calendar all junked up with all that. And I finally eliminated that from her tasks and just went with Calendly and it's so much better. Oh, yeah. It gets I things agree. get done oh. now. And, and she's got more time to, to do things that are actually productive for our lives. So yeah, it, it's amazing. It's, it's made everything simpler for me for sure. So final question, what is your definition of freedom? Freedom to me, Jeff, is the ability to say yes to what I want to mm-hmm. and also to say no to things that I don't want to. I love that. I think that we we get so caught up in saying yes, saying yes, saying yes. And so part of this adult gap year that I've you know that I'm rounding out right now mm-hmm. was that you know, people said, What is, what does that mean? What are you doing? And I said, I'm only gonna do things that bring me joy. Yeah. And so sometimes that's a, that's saying yes to things, but a lot of times that's saying no. Yeah. Right. And I have a partner. We're not married, but but we, you know, we are full fledged partners. And sometimes I don't want to go visit her relatives. <laughs> and, and not because of who they are, but because of who I am. Like I'm yeah. not in the best place to be the best version of me. Mm-hmm. And I have to be able to say, no, I, I can't do that right now. Yeah. And so that's that's real freedom. Right. Yeah. It's not only just say yes. Well, yeah. Do you want? Do you want to go to Burning Man? Yes, I'd like to go to Burning Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's also to be able to say no. I don't think I yeah, want to do that. Not for me. It should yeah. be okay. It should be okay for me to say no. Uh, and I think that that's real freedom. That is brilliant, man. What's the best way somebody can get a hold of you if they're interested in learning more? Yeah, the, the absolute best way is to go to, uh, to uh, crossingitoffpodcast.com. Okay. And you can find all the information about mentoring, about the book, about the classes that are coming up, about the podcast. You can listen to the podcast there. So just about everything uh, that I'm into is there. You can find you'll be your this episode will be on there for people to, to find and listen to. So awesome. it, it's absolutely just the best place for, for folks to find me. Well, I, I am so glad that our friend connected us. Oh, most uh, definitely. This has been a uh, a couple of weeks of, of just joy getting to know you and, uh, and reading the book and everything else. Like I said, it's, it's in the, uh, I, I give, I give a bucket list book to every one of my clients that I work with in our practice. And now your book is also going to be one of those things that I hand them. Cause it's kind of the instruction manual. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, so. yeah. Thanks. I really appreciate the nice thing you said yeah. about it. And you, you know, I saw your review on Amazon, which I thought was awesome. It's just very, very kind. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm, there's a lot of books that are how to books that say, do it this way. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I struggled with when I wrote this book is that. And, and it really isn't. I mean, yeah. it, you're, yeah. you really don't sit down and go, okay, this is what you do step-by-step. You know, it it was I what I learned from that was it's not a really clear cut process always. <laughs> uh, things shit happens. You didn't plan yeah. to have a heart attack in no. 2020. <laughs> no, no. But it's the thing that I keep saying in the over and over again, the book, it's your list. 
it is yeah. absolutely your list i'm i'm not here to, like i said earlier to be the bucket list police nope. and say things are that shouldn't be on your list that should be on your list it is i want people to embrace that list have that intention so that they can actually live it out yeah that is awesome all right my friend well thank you so much for today i just truly appreciate it um everybody uh, you need to get his book live out your list uh, it'll be down in the show notes page make sure that you get a copy of it it's a quick read i think i read it in like an afternoon uh yeah. because it was just it kept me enthralled the whole time and um i i really uh, to be honest and genuine dude it was it was one of the best books i've read this year oh jeez um, dude I really, I really truly appreciated it you don't want me to be crying on your show <laughs> Thank you. It's very kind. I, I greatly appreciate it. And I greatly yeah, appreciate your support. I, I truly appreciate you, bud. Uh, folks, Tuesdays and Thursdays every week, we have wonderful people like this on the show. Uh, make sure that you uh, subscribe to the channel. Oops, subscribe that way uh, to the channel and make sure that uh, you are here for all of these because we are just finding amazing people every day to uh, talk about their freedom stories and what they've done. And hopefully Roger's story makes you go, well, maybe I need to do my own Camino, whatever that is. Uh, and I encourage you to. So thanks a lot. We'll see you guys here next week. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.